Ladies and future boys, welcome to the penumbra of uncertainty that is the school for wayward nerds. Oh the le- penumbra. Yes, the least educational. Trey, this is the least educational podcast on the market. I can't tell you. Why'd you use the word? This is a good word. Okay. I'm your host, Toby Napola, and for this week's Ed Game Thursday, we are delving into the incredible and terrifying mind of Garth Marenghi and his lost television series from the 1980s, Dark Place. To help me traverse this hellscape, I'm joined by my cohorts, White Collar. I didn't even know what fucking episode we were doing, to be honest with this. Uh, Megan Chickatillo. Hello. Chicken tickle. Chicken, t- chicken tender. Can I have some KFC when we go to town, please? This episode probably sponsored by Pepsi. Yeah, in cahoots with KFC. Also, Kai Steen's our producer. Hi, buddy. She's got some juice. Um. Um. I think it's a political term. Oh, okay. No, it's a a shitty video game. That's the one you. Remember Abigantamos? The The eater of nipples. Yeah. Great. If you can stay in the heat, stay in the kitchen by subscribing on iTunes and follow us on the social media. Uh, we got at wayward underscore nerds on Twitter and the school for wayward nerds on Facebook. Please rate and review us and watch Dark Place before listening to this episode because there will be a bit of spoilers. It's it's a shadow. Oh yes, the shadow of uncertainty. On the moon. You can get a... On the moon. You can get an... Moon, moon pod. You can get an umbra, a penumbra, and an antum... Bruh. Well, I, obviously. It's <laughs> like, like a rat where rat. the sun, the earth, and the moon cross over. Like it gives off three different shadows, and this is one of them. Oh, wow. Learning. This podcast got real deep. Wow. <laughs> also, it's about to get real shallow. So. I would like to have an incognito and enter. Oh, what would you like, buddy? I don't know if that's a challenge. We're going to call you the juice box. How am I this week? Come up with name for Kyle. All right, think, sit on that. Okay. All right, so Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is a British parody of 80s horror, sci-fi, and medical TV shows created by Richard... Oh, I should have practiced this. Aoid? Aoid? And Matt Holness. Uh, Richard, you'll recognize as Moss from the IT crowd or the voice actor of Templeton from Strange Hill High. Have you ever watched that, Meg? Oh. Give, give it a YouTube listeners. It's weird. They're like puppets. Don't do it. It's a spooky. Kai says don't do it. Yep. Um, so I will not do it. Richard also directed Heads Will Roll's music video by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Uh, Heads Will Roll. Yeah, that's the song from um, Project X, everybody. It's also on Glee. Yeah. Um, and Matt Holness, you'll recognize as fake author Garth Marenghi and like nothing else. Oh. That explains a lot. Right, so the show is presented as like a lost TV series made in the 80s despite being made in 2004. Uh, the fake show wasn't released at the time, but now it's been uncovered with added interviews and commentary from some of the original cast. Because TV is so bad now. Yeah. Is this reason? Yeah. Dark Place premiered in a late night slot with next to no advertising. Uh, it just came out of nowhere and no one knew what the hell it was, so as you'd expect it had some pretty bad ratings. But over time, it picked up an internet cult following, like most stuff like this does. <coughs> and it spread out, being aired in America on the Sci-Fi Channel, and then later being picked up by Adult Swim to for airing as well. Which is... Adult Swim's just the perfect place for it, isn't it? <coughs> I did say. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anything that we don't know where it lives, 
Paddled swimming. That's where it goes. Um, so the cast is pretty complicated because every actor is playing an actor playing a character. So you've got Matt Berry, who plays Todd Rivers, who plays Dr. Sanchez. You got um, Rich Dayo Aoade. Uh, he plays Dean Lerner, who is also Thornton Reed and probably my favourite character of the show. Um, Matthew Holness plays Garth Marenghi, who plays um, Rick Daglas, MD. And you have a woman named Alice Lowe playing Madeline Wool, who plays the psychic Dr. Liz Archer. Um, the show opens with the famous author Garth Marenghi reading an excerpt from one of his novels, all of which just sound really shitty and bizarre out of context. Um, he explains that in the 1980s he wrote, starred, and directed in a TV show that was deemed too scary to put on air, and and now the TV needs to fill a slot. So the network has come back for the, you know, for the first ever airing of Dark Place. Um, and Garth, to sort of add to it, he's knocked together some interviews throughout the series. And um, now for the first time in Britain, and apparently it had a brief run in Peru, um, it was time to go to Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Uh, what did you guys think of it? You watched uh, the first episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest, I, I fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but that was because I was exhausted. What about you, Kai? Did you think it was a good one? I feel it's best to keep my opinions to myself. I think I'm the only one who likes the I show feel at the table today. Definitely a Toby episode. Oh yeah. Um so episode one, the one that you two saw, um, is called Once Upon a Beginning Beginning. Uh it revolves around Liz starting her new job at Dark Place Hospital. Um, a mysterious cat warns her about the fate inside, but her psychic abilities mixed with the return of a satanic doctor named Larry. Uh, awakens a portal of black magic and pure evil under the hospital. Did you guys have fun with it? Everything I remember, it was just all over the place and I did not know what was going on. It's yeah, it's like, like yeah. purposely the most garbage show ever. Yeah, but like, I, I normally like shows that are deliberately bad, but I just like, wanted to die the entire time. <laughs> Um, you've got episode two, which is, uh, I think that's my personal favorite. That's Hell Hath Fury. Um, in this episode, it goes more into Liz's psychic abilities. We meet an awkward motherfucker named Clive. And he's in the cafeteria with Liz waiting for the chicken dish to be ready. And the fucking, the chef in it has like a sound clip of just him saying son of a bitch. And they play it like maybe four or five times through the episode. Um, he also blames women as a gender for why the chicken's taking so long. What? Oh, there's a lot of weird misogyny in the show. But, so, Clive, <laughs> god damn it, the chicken's taking too long. Also me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that if you watch IT Crowd, the, like, boss, who is the most misogynistic piece of potato, yeah. um, Don't in bring down this... Potatoes. He's, um, like he's the only one that sticks up for her. Yeah. Like he's he's so nice to women in this show, and no. you're like, mm, no, no, so am I. Yeah, to hear first, I doesn't want you to be nice to women. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the black magic under the hospital is affecting Liz and it's creating like violent psychic outbursts. Um, and she ends up like killing the the chef with a ladle. Oh no, he died later. Um, no, she doesn't kill him. He's in recovery. He gets smacked in the head with a ladle mm. and gets a fork in his thigh. Yeah. Oh no. But they make it. They make you think that it's in his butt, but it's not in his butt. Yeah. Um. It's not in no. Well, they keep saying like, you wouldn't like it if you had a fork where the sun doesn't see, and things. And then, like, they let it go into, like, the head guy's office, and he's like, we were able to remove the fork from his thigh. And you're like, what? Wait, no? <laughs> yeah, the, the the script is, like, garbage. Um, as you can probably guess, the camera work affects overall quality. Liz's wig, it's all really piss poor. <laughs> um, uh, the long po- pauses from Clive in this episode... And the complete just shitballs performance by Dean Lerner as Thornton Reed. Oh, I love it. It's all it's also just bad. It's like the TV show we would make. We'd make good TV shows. We'd smash it. Hmm. Um if you've seen if you've seen Danger Five, it takes a lot of inspiration from the same sort of stuff. I think that's why Kyle wasn't that into it. Long quiet side from um, the, I got a, I got a quote here about how bad it looks. Um, Dean Lerner says in one of the interviews, "If you're looking at the wires, you're ignoring the story." What? Like yeah. the wires holding the things up. Yeah, because oh. there's a bunch of like floating kitchen utensils in that episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, you didn't watch the second episode, but it's like clearly everything's hanging on um, like fishing line. Oh yeah, no, it's on like chain. <laughs> it's just like really thin white string it's like not even quite fishing line so far it just reminds me of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia but like worse yeah. <laughs> it's like if it's like if always sunny in Philadelphia made an 80s medical show yeah like it's the thing that they would pump out um episode 3 uh this episode this opening has Garth talking about his weird testicles. Oh. Um, it's bizarre and it just goes into the responsibilities of parenthood and being a mutant, which is what the episode is about. Uh, it's called Skipper the Eye Child. Kai, you had some opinions about the father in that episode. Uh, so imagine listeners at home. It's, close it's, close no, your eyes. Okay. Yeah. It's a testicle with an eyeball the size of a beach ball. And a dick the size of your leg. Yes. Picture Mike from but it's, Monsters it's Inc. Out. But like a third degree burn Mike. Ooh. With just a monster cock. It's oh. blurred out though. Because the network won't let them put a big stick on the screen. Yeah, Dean Lone is like super pissed off of that to pixelate the erection. And a screw on the guy in the butt. Yeah, he's like, it's not a big deal. We all get them. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I like the weird origin of the Cyclops man. It's just a dude undergoing gamma ray treatment for months when the eyeball of a sex offender fell in the reactor chamber. And that's how he happened. I would also like to. Meg is like so trapped she can't use words right now. I don't know what's going on. 
I, I tried to Google the dark place mm-hmm. so that I could pull up like images of stuff so I could show Meg as we go along. Yeah. I cannot find stuff on this. Only a 2017, no, 2014, like, horror thriller show. Yeah. So, in case you're wondering, this was another 2014 horror thriller show. It's not a bad one. Um. Yeah, so the monster's upsetting. And he's also got, like, a weird backstory about how he had a half grasshopper, half human son that got killed in a helicopter accident. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, I could best him at every sport except for except jumping. Except for jumping, which it, which was his gonna, undoing. <laughs> which was his undoing. But it's like going to take chilling. a whole lot more bourbon to for me to talk about that. Let's just say it includes jumping and helicopter blades. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I also is gr- part grasshopper. But it's just a boy with a giant, like, grasshopper head. He sings a musical number to his new son, because he keeps the monster eye... He keeps its child. And he's like, I love you and I love my old son, and one day we'll all meet together in Valhalla. Wow. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. No. Um, episode four. Uh, Apes of Wrath. I feel like you've skipped one. I went from three to four. They're kind of, they're just bad. Okay. What, did, what, did, what are you missing? Oh, yeah, because I no, yeah, good, keep going. Alright, so apes of, apes of Wrath. In this episode, there's some, like, gross water turning people into monkeys. Okay. Okay. Um, Why? Because it's green. And, and they're a medical thing, and they yeah. have to deal with it. Okay. Okay, I'm with But m- they're mostly the monkeys in it, though. Okay. It's not really the patients. Dean Leonard confesses to punching a child in the interviews. <laughs> what? <laughs> you went from monkeys to punching a child. Yeah. Why? So there's like this un- there's this scene that keeps getting used where to make um Rick Daglas, the main protagonist who also wrote the show, to make him seem way better. Is he's often in the children's wing? helping out a kid and the kid will be like you're amazing at everything you'll ever do and I wish everyone was as perfect as you like shit like that and it just cuts to to Dean Leonard he's like yeah I punched one of those kids once yeah these, things, like, these things happen no my favourite one is in it might be the second episode mm-hmm. and there's this kid like clearly in a hospital room and he's talking to him about oh your dad's gonna be okay I'm no Jesus, but I'm doing the best that I can. And I was like, why? He's like, I'm no Jesus. I've come to accept that now. But it's like, why are you talking to this kid who's clearly in hospital about his dad that's nowhere to be... Yeah, like, where's his dad? The kid's the the one in the hospital bed, but the father's the sick one. Like, it's all fucked up. But they go through this, (laughs) you're Jesus, I'm not Jesus. I'm just a man. And he goes, doing his bit. He goes, you deserve to be paid more. Yes. (laughs) I know. There's like four of those scenes throughout the series. It literally goes back and forth. That's the first episode. No, it happens a bunch. You were great, I know. Oh, you should. You're so amazing, I know. 
That's weird. Mm. It's, but it goes through that, and then eventually, like, because none of the phones ring in here, they just pick it up, and suddenly someone's on the other end. Yeah. Um, he picks it up, and he's like, I have to go. This is my boss. And then the kid's like, your boss should appreciate you more. <laughs> I know. Like it, least, and I'm like, it's so brutally wait, apparent no, that he's back. writing his own script. It's, it's special. Um, yeah, I wanted to mention, speaking of the interviews, um, all the commentary is completely in character for this series, so it's ultimately worthless. What? Um, yeah, so, um, Dr. Sanchez turns into a monkey almost immediately, and then so does Liz, oh. and then they knock Rick unconscious for a month. Oh, so he's in, like, a coma. Yeah, yep. Oh. What? And when he wakes up, all the monkey people have taken over the hospital. Um, it's then that Rick realises the green as fuck water is the cause of the ape transformations. And he needs to get his shotgun and get them all. No. And that's it. No, he that's finds it. out that the water's contaminated with chimp piss. Oh, no. What? How? If, if chimp pisses on you, don't turn them on monkey. Well, it doesn't go green, either. Um, oh, that's some weird pee. Yeah. Then we get to the highlight of the episode, um, which is the shittiest chase scene I've ever witnessed. All right, so you got your bad green screen, you got dirt bike, dirt bike sound effects over these bicycles, um, and the old trope of like fast forwarding footage to make it look faster is brutally obvious in this. And you've also got like a fucking jungle jungle gym at the end. They just run through an obstacle course at the end of the chase Ooh. to catch this monkey. I thought you were going to start saying, like, the classic sort of Scooby-Doo chase. Oh, <laughs> I was like... That is, the worst that is desperately ever. missing from the show, actually, because yeah. that's dumb. <laughs> they couldn't afford the tech. <laughs> nah, man. Um, and then the whole chase ends with the immortal quote, I'm sweaty now. <laughs> so... Clearly not said by anyone in the screen. Like, it's just overdubbed. <laughs> Why? Yep. Um, it's now revealed in the interviews that Madeline Wool is missing, presumed dead, and that's why she's not in any interviews. The girl who plays Liz. Um, yeah, like, yeah, they presume she's dead. Very dead. Really fucking dead. She was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. Like, during the end credits, there's more interviews with Dean, and he's like, I think she's definitely in the Eastern Bloc, like, the bad side of Europe. And they're like, do you think she's alive? And he's like, no, no, I think that's where she's buried. Oh. If she got buried. Oh, my God. Like, it's very weird. Oh. Um, so, episode five. Every episode opens with a excerpt from one of Garth Marenghi's books. And I think episode five is probably my favourite. So I'll um I jotted it down. If you want to put some like moody mu- music underneath this one, Kyle. That's. <laughs> Can you make that noise the episode title? Yeah. All right. I'll come and see you later about the spelling. Okay. Nina's eyes popped out. What was left of her back? Why, oh why, had she opened that tomb? The sand turned red. This was because she was bleeding on it. Blood. Ruby red blood. Her blood. 
blood and piss and shit. It truly was the worst day of her life. I wish we could get Meg's face on an audio recording. <laughs> she's shutting. Can, she's shutting down, man. I can take a man. photo and post it on the Facebook, but I think Meg would be mad. I would be mad. I'd be madder than I am right now. I don't even know what's going on, man. Fear. Yep. This episode is about prejudice. It's titled Scotch Mist. Apparently, it's racist tones are what had the show, like, cancelled in the first place. It wasn't cancelled. It just wasn't picked up for another season. Yep. <laughs> they just shut it down after this. Uh, we get amazing overdubs as we see two young lovers attacked in the mist around Dark Place Hospital. Um, the mist contains Scottish ghosts sneaking into Britain to kill the Queen. What happened in the... Did, did they just not address anything from other episodes? No, nah, just... don't worry about it. Oh. No, they're all standalone. Oh, it, it mentions, like, the dude who was killed in the first episode, like, in episode maybe five or six, but that's the only one, and it's super out of place. Oh. It just seems weird that they did it. Um, the sound of their bagpipes makes Liz have a vision about one of the fellow doctors trapped out in the mist, and, and Rick just just punches her right in the face. I don't think you mentioned the fact that she's psychic. I've mentioned it, like, twice. Yeah, you did. The first two episodes are completely about it. I know, but, uh, yeah. Yep, she got, she got big bad hair. Um, there's, there's another good Dean Liner part in the interviews here where he talks about how the fog that they used turned out to be poisonous and killed two of the technicians. Um, he doesn't seem to mind, though. It's kind of like, well, the next day you just hire new techies. You do, and they all, they all look the same. It's the same hammer and the same utility belt. That's very um, Sarah Winchester of him. Yeah. Oh, his fucking interviews are my favourite part of the show. They're so good. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um, there are a few conversations about batteries and a dumb subplot regarding a massage parlor. Oh, <laughs> well, they gave out the hospital number as a massage parlor, so people were trying to book in happy endings with with Thornton Reid, and he's just like, I wish you would all stop being so rude. <laughs> yep. After being attacked by a bagpipe, Rick becomes a ginger, because Scottish people are all redheaded, and he's being infected. What? Yep, and the mist has come for revenge after he said some racist stuff while staying in Glasgow. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> after his heartfelt apology, he is gifted with a new bagpipe and a kilt as a peace offering as the mist parts away. Um, and then the like, what? Well, what was it that brought them here? Was it Rick, the hospital, or all three? What about? No, I, I can't even. I don't even know. <laughs> uh. Uh, my, I think one of the other highlights of the series is the final one, episode six, titled "The Creeping Moss from the Shores of Shugoff." Shugoff. Yeah. Where's that? It's not mentioned in the episode, so I don't know. <laughs> Trey's just shaking his head this whole time. <laughs> um, it's the final journey in a dark place. Um, much like the young ones, it's just a. All, all, all old How British dare t- you? It's old British TV is like super short, isn't it? Don't you fucking dare even mention that glorious tale in this bullshit. <laughs> we should do an episode on the young ones. I think that was one of the first ones I wanted to talk about. 
But then you lost your notebook with all the episodes. Yeah, I did. Um, the creator of the IT crowd cameos as a security guard in this episode. Um, who leaves a patient by a mysterious air vent while he goes and takes a piss. Um, when he returns, the woman has started becoming a broccoli. A broccoli? Yes, it turns out broccolis are like a infectious alien STD. Wait, so like a big, like a big, big broccoli or they've gone down to a No, no, she's like, turn, she's going all like mossy and turning into a broccoli her size. Oh, okay. <laughs> that doesn't work. No. Um, as the gang of doctors drive down in the stupidest fucking car on television, they are chatting about food. That? It's like made out of maybe, uh, it's probably fiberglass, but it looks like a shitty doom buggy. Kai, you've seen it. The golf cart? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could call it that. Golf day is soon, everybody. It's very exciting. Uh, yeah. Bullshit, it's oh. been coming for four years. I know how they get to the coming. driving range now because I drive past it's it for work every day. That's, that's practice for golf day, it's driving day. It's driving day and then we're going to go to Hamo and do the big one. Okay. <laughs> um, Dr. Sanchez met, mentions that he likes to get a tin of soup, poach an egg in it, and serve it with a pork pie and sausage roll. Very good. Um, if any of you listening have had that as a meal, can you message me and tell me how the fuck that went? Just pop an egg in your soup? Egg in the soup. Is it pre-poached like, mm-hmm. or is it getting I think poached? you poach it in the soup. I think. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, let us know how you went. <laughs> Somebody do it and tell us how you went. Um, Sanchez begins narrating about his love for Liz and drops like a terrible 80s song about it. Um, after snapping out of the fantasy, he meets Linda the broccoli girl. Um, and, you know, she, he falls madly in love with her immediately. I think it's upsetting that she had came into the hospital for a toe shortening operation. That Appar- happens. Apparently one of her toes was long, like a finger. And now oh. she's a broccoli. And now she's a broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it goes from that to that. Because she got put near the vent. Meg's emotions are why I love the show. Because that's know. how it feels to watch. I know, that's why I'm staying quiet, because I'm like, I can't do better than Meg right now. Me- yeah. Meg's got it down. I am so emotional right now. I'm so emo. <laughs> there's there's interviews about sex in literacy, in, you know, literacy, and it's some of the weirdest and fucking great fake candid interviews I've seen in a very long time. I sent you guys all the audio clip of that. Yeah. We don't watch don't... All, like we don't listen to audio clips you send us, Toby, because they're always the shittest quality. <laughs> I listen. Well, I just I record don't... my iPad and send it to you. What I, I know. The, what was the last one you sent me? It was like something about not even for the big boys. Oh yeah, he'll never kiss a man, not even for the big boys. Why would that matter? <laughs> I don't know. He said so, oh, in the racist episode, he says he had no problems with it. He would play a Nazi. It's fine. He he'll play any role for the for the good of film, but he won't kiss a man. Not even for the big boys. Oh no. Yeah. Um. I fucking love how smooth all the mistakes are throughout the series. Like um, the gas expert of the hospital rings Liz up to to tell her about this broccoli gas, and he somehow handed her a report during this phone call. Um, yeah, it turns out broccoli is an STD. That's why it tastes so funny. Oh. 
Unfortunately for the couple, the only way to stop the spreading might be to boil her. To, to probably, cook her like a broccoli. That's probably not good. No. Telling Paul Sanchez about her having to be boiled causes a bar fight between him and Rick with some great overdubbing, like, while they're smashing shit. Like, a very weird, not... A voice that definitely didn't come from there is like, wow, you've been hitting the gym. As he gets punched in the fucking face. It's great. It's like some Manos Hands of Fate shit. It's real bad. Um, luckily the fight is broken up by Thornton Reed, who fires a shotgun into the ceiling. He said, "Yeah," and then he says to to Sanchez, "I've been there, hombre. I when I found out my wife died, I could barely finish my lunch." <laughs> His shotgun's funny, eh? You guys watched the first episode when it just cuts to him firing a shotgun in a field. Yeah, in the wrong direction. Yep, unrelated completely. I think he had a flamethrower at one point too, didn't he? No, that was tough. Good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Sanchez reveals that his pecker is now olive green because now he's starting to get infected from fucking the patient. That's a good scene, like, after they've had sex. He's like, I, I wish we should, be, we should be together. And she's like, I don't even... We don't even know each other's name. She says, I'm Linda. And he goes, Dr. Sanchez! <laughs> it's the best introduction for yourself I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Rick and Thornton know it has. They have to remove his dick to save him to stop him from getting infected. Um. Now that scene is destroyed in a drinking accident by Dean Lerner. So they reconstructed the scene with some photos taken by an ex-girlfriend at the time and the available cast doing voiceover, and it is. Just like a PowerPoint presentation of photos of them fighting fighting Sanchez, pinning him down and trying to remove his dick. Yeah. While cutting off <laughs> while cutting it off, they ran out of time to save Linda. Oh no. Uh, she gives Sanchez a dream catcher before she fades away into the night. Yeah, she do. Yeah. It's very tragic. And then the fog goes away and it's quoted as exactly like the Scotch Mist in the last episode did. Um, after tu- after a touching bromance scene between Rick and Dr. Sanchez about how he will not fucking rest until he finds an adequate replacement for his dick um, Rick salutes the rest of the characters and leaves to reflect on the rooftop thus bringing us to the end of Garfunkel's dark place um, Dean gives some insight in his final interviews of the show um, he says things like this no longer happen like horror is in decline Readings in decline. The three L's are in decline. That's uh, literacy and numeracy. Oh, okay. Oh, oh wow. Um, and you know, you should. Everyone should just read a book. <laughs> but, but he's he didn't write a book, so he's saying, "Don't watch my show. Read a book." Uh, Garth specifically says he's written more books than he has read. He doesn't read it to write. What? Are you filming this? A little bit. I can't remember which episodes it in, but he has to sit down and read a book. And he reads one of his own books. Yeah, he's like talking about how his own stuff. Yeah, and like every other character in the show is like, Garth Marenghi's books are the greatest books ever. It's like all in his script. Um, Speaking of like random clips from interviews in the show, 
There's a great one of um, Dean Lerner as well where he says, I've made it a point of honour to never learn anything from anyone else. It's like that bad. So he I also ki- only learn from myself. And he also killed a cat. Aww. That's a good one in episode one. It's like, I dropped a sofa on it. It was a write-off, so I stomped on its head. And then just cuts back to the fucking show. Some people shouldn't be able to make things. I, they should just sit down and chill out and just stop. I, I think the like cringy badness of the show, it's a it's a precursor to like a lot of the shit that we see on YouTube now. Yeah. Like purposely idiot things. Yeah. But it was two thousand and four. YouTube would have been around then. I don't think it would have been what it is now, obviously. No, Alright, Meg, given what you know now, are you going to go back and watch any of this, or are you just, like, traumatised now? Uh, traumatised to the point that I might go watch it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good way to live, future boys. Yeah. Hey, okay, uh, what was the homework question again? Oh, you want a fancy name? Yeah, I want a fancy name. Alright. Uh, does anyone have any ideas for a fancy name? I am not Cannonball Kyle. <laughs> No, because you get White Collar, and she gets Megan Trigger. Yeah, her name's Meg. I want, I want a non-me name. A non-descript I, name. I went into a rockabilly, like, name generator thing. Yes. And before it said something else, but now it's saying Rita Lulu. You want to um, be a Rita? Rita no, Lulu. My, na- my name's a Rita. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, well, there was a beautiful period in the cast of this podcast's life where everyone had like a weird Asian nickname. I was Karate Kaya. Yep, Karate Kaya, Tokyo Toby. I didn't have anything. I think that was when YouTube was still a thing. Oh, that's completely no. not the same as Karate. No, we all had Asian names for a while. Yours is probably like Malaysian Meg or something. Oh, poor Meg. Maxine Priscilla. No, she needs a shit name. That's pretty shit. <laughs> Let's just call you Egg. Egg. Uh, Vera Dolly. Um, come on. <laughs> Candy Betty. That's funny because everyone keeps telling Toby that he looks like um, Jughead. It happened like fucking four times now. <laughs> I've not seen a Riverdale, so I can't be insulted or not yet. Oh. I haven't decided. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna buy him, like, the little beanie. Oh, okay. Just just to upset him. Priscilla Char- Charlene. These just sound like stripper names. Stripper names are the best names. I don't wanna Holy be a stripper. And that has been this week's episode <laughs> of School for Wayward Nuts. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to this whole kind of naming situation. Um, get nerdy. I don't like what you're doing. When, when do you like what I'm doing? Never. Don't answer that. <laughs> Class dismissed, everybody. We did it. <laughs>